I'm Libby Rothschild, former clinical dietitian who transformed into a full-time virtual business owner. It was only one year ago when I made $55,000 a year in my clinical job. And now I make $100,000 a month being my own boss. And you can do this too. My clients, who are all female dietitians and students, started from zero and created six-figure, multi-six-figure businesses by following my proven method. And they've all been guests on air. My proven method shows you how to attract cash paying clients using social media marketing strategies that work. You don't have to guess, waste time, or hold yourself back when you follow my step-by-step method. Rachel Muzzy is an integrative dietitian who runs her virtual private practice from Kansas City, Missouri. She helps young women overcome bloating and digestive issues by figuring out the root cause of their symptoms. Her clients are empowered to take control of their health by understanding the connection between the gut, diet, and lifestyle. Rachel started her practice in the spring and plans to transition into full-time private practice early next year. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I know we touched on it briefly in your bio, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about your nutrition philosophy? Yeah. So there's kind of two main pieces of my nutrition philosophy. So I look at my clients through a functional and integrative lens. And kind of what I start with is getting a big picture of this client and considering that every single client is unique. There's no one size fits all. So I really use a lot of like in-depth assessments and spending time with my clients to get to know them, understand a lot of different aspects of their life. So then we can kind of build this picture and then kind of zoom in on the gut issues that they're experiencing. And then the second kind of piece of that is really identifying that root cause to help them reverse the bloating issues that they're having. And so that kind of requires asking the question, why are they bloating? If it's because of dysbiosis or something, why do they have that issue? And really kind of digging down and identifying that thing. So we can kind of work backwards and actually resolve the issue instead of just managing symptoms. Nice. Yeah. I really like the way that you put that into two pieces like that. So can you talk about your journey with starting this business and growing it from where you started? So I knew from um, the time I was an intern, which was almost three years ago now, during that I had shadowed some dietitians and they were working virtually practicing functional medicine. And ever since I shadowed them, I just saw like the lifestyle that they had created and the way that they were practicing what they wanted to. And I just knew like that was where I wanted to go. I grew up with parents who owned their own business and were running it out of our house growing up. And so it felt kind of natural for me to go in that direction. But I graduated and finished school last spring and kind of continued working for a little bit after that and didn't take my first client until January. I spent a little bit of time traveling. And when that person came along, I kind of just was like, okay, I know I can help this person. I know I want to go into private practice. I've kind of been like planning and talking about it and doing all this stuff, but it's time to just do it. So I took that client and learned so much from that initial, you know, the first person that comes in, you're just like, okay, I would do that differently now. But I wasn't getting serious about marketing and making money at that point. That was in January, I took her. So it was actually come April, things were like calming down. 
And that was when I was going to really start diving in and trying to make money. And that was actually a, this around the time that I was starting to work with Libby. So I ended up having a one-on-one -on -one with her at that time and was just kind of telling her about where I was starting from, telling her how I worked with this initial client that I was interested in functional and integrative medicine. And I was like interested in inflammation. And she just kind of helped me realize like those weren't things I could deliver to people or market to people. Like, people weren't going to pay me to practice in that way. They wanted actually attainable outcomes. So she kind of helped me shift into this gut health niche and specifically working with bloating clients. And that was kind of in April. I started actually posting on Instagram and getting more clear with that person as I started the group program. And so since then, I've been able to get clients every month, get almost weekly discovery calls, multiple weeks sometimes, and actually consistently make money in my business, which is exciting. Yeah. Wow. What a story. And so I think it's super fascinating that you came from a family of business owners and people who worked for themselves. And so I'm sure you have a lot of insight on how to approach self-employment goals. Like how do you approach your goals in building your business? Yeah. And that's definitely something my parents didn't let me in on as much as when I was in the house, but they did kind of approach me at a few months ago when I was kind of in the midst of like making all these plans and talking about starting my practice and stuff like that. And they kind of had this conversation of like, what, like you actually have to get serious, like set goals and start working on that. But really for me, like with goals in my business, I kind of initially start with looking either long-term or medium-term, like whichever I have the clearest idea of, and then working backwards from that. So for example, like I know I want to be transitioning into full-time private practice in the spring. So I know at that time I need to be making a certain income level to comfortably tr make that transition. And so right now, since I have a part-time job, I can set my goal of like meeting my part-time job income initially. And then slowly increasing that. But part of goal setting for me is really making sure it's like an attainable weekly steps that I'm actually going to do, not just like post five times a week, but actually sitting down, creating that content, planning and writing my captions and having things ready to go. So I'm actually doing things on a weekly basis and have those specific steps to follow. Yeah. And I love that you said it has to be attainable. And just like you were talking about when it comes to your niche, like making it something that is realistic for our clients, but also for ourselves when, when setting those goals. So I, I love that reflection. So going back to your niche, you said, you know, when you first started working with Libby, she really helped you to get clearer and simplify who it was you were speaking to. So what ultimately allowed you to get clear on your ideal client? Working with her was like my first shift into the gut niche. And then before the group program started, I had like a couple weeks of kind of just navigating that on my own, knowing like this was the direction I was going into. And at that point, I was kind of just posting about bloating. I didn't really have like that specific ideal client of mine. I really just knew like more of the pain and the outcome. So since like within the group program, 
I really helped actually develop the profile of that person. Like her name's Betsy, she's 27 and all these other characteristics that are really specific to her and actually understanding the process she's been to to get to where she is today with her bloating. Like has she been to a doctor? So getting feedback in within the group has been crucial for that. Also doing like market research and hanging out in like some Facebook groups and looking at Instagram hashtags and seeing how people are talking about bloating, how it affects their life, the biggest pains they deal with. And then the last thing is sales calls is huge for actually having a conversation. And that's kind of an opportunity to really dig down and more so get to the root of like, how does this affect you? And getting really even more specific. Yeah. And I love how specific you are. You know, you said she has a name, her name is Betsy. She has all these characteristics. I think that's really important to get super clear and specific on exactly who you're talking to as if it's one individual person. So I love that you said that. So what changed in your business or marketing once you had all of that clarity about who your ideal client was? Well, it's definitely been kind of stepping stone. So it was really exciting because that first couple of weeks, I was kind of doing things on my own, just posting about bloating. I actually made a sale in that period. And so I kind of got to see like, oh, this does work. I'm going in the right directions and kind of have that like affirmation. And then as I was really diving into the group program, getting more feedback, I mean, it was just reflected in the amount of like website clicks and discovery calls that I was getting. And even more recently, I got additional feedback on just kind of this process that my client has been through. And I made a post reflecting that and I got the most website clicks I've ever gotten. So it just has been a process of, you know, trying different things, seeing what's actually speaking to your client the most, what specific message that is, and recreating that. And I think it's just kind of been reflected in sales and discovery calls. Yeah. So when you said you got that first client, when you were just speaking generally and informatively about the general issues of bloating and things like that, was that through Instagram? It was. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, that was probably like two, two or three weeks into posting and I didn't feel like I knew what I was doing at all still. I mean, I at least, I was excited to like have some direction, but I really didn't have the methods that I do now. So it was cool to just kind of start there and be like, okay, yeah, this does work and things are happening. Yeah, just kind of seeing that progression for sure. So how do you use just Instagram to market and sell? Yeah, so for using Instagram, my priorities are posting consistently. So for me, that means five times a week and creating content that is really illustrating that I can relate to the problem that this person is having. Maybe not me personally, but the solutions are, I have a solution to the problem that they have in that I understand where they're coming from and they have this confusion and I can get them to a place of healing from that. So really like posting consistently. And so for me, that's five times a week and then showing my face multiple times a week too, which has definitely been a work in progress. But I have seen the weeks that I'm really active in sharing and talking about like the clients that I'm working with right now, talking about a post I just made. I do get so much more engagement and I've seen discovery calls and stuff increase from that too. 
Yeah. And so how do you feel about showing your face? Has this evolved as you've gotten more, I don't know, specific and more consistent on Instagram? Yeah, it's definitely evolved. I mean, I think a lot of people will would have the same uh, experience of like the first time they do it, you know, you redo it like 10 times. You're like, oh my gosh, it still doesn't sound good. And then you're kind of like, well, I just have to like post it because I can't spend my whole day here. So that was kind of like what the first couple times were like. And occasionally it still feels like that. But for the most part now, it's just become so much more natural talking about my clients' wins and like what I'm doing to help them and about my messages. And I think that's also just part of me growing my confidence like as a practitioner, which happens because I'm getting clients and getting more experience. I'm becoming more confident in my methods and the solutions that I can offer people. Yeah. And so what would you tell someone who is just starting out and is scared to show their face and get on Instagram, get on stories and build that no like, and trust factor? I would say that people are not looking for you to be perfect and they're not trying to pick apart everything that you say. Definitely what was holding me back more than anything was like, Oh, because there's so many dietitians with different philosophies within nutrition. And outside of that, a lot of people just might not understand or care about what I'm doing. And I was almost like more afraid of those people than I was, or I was prioritizing my fears of those things rather than actually reaching the people who needed to hear from me and know that they can, they can live bloat free and these different things. So people aren't there to pick you apart. They are actually there to listen to what you say. And people have just told me that like, of oh, I love hearing like the things that you're talking about on Instagram, which even just hearing that from one person reinforces like people are just there and interested and willing to learn and listen. So just do it. Yeah. Trying not to get so caught up in the what ifs. You know, I think we can so often think like, well, what if this person says this or get feedback or hate from this? And it's like, just do it for your ideal client. They, they need to hear from you and they need to hear that you're a real person. So I love, I love the feedback that you just gave. So let's go back to talking about your Instagram and growing your business by creating consistent Instagram content. How do you actually go about creating this Instagram content? So at first, it was really just trying a lot of different styles and different messages. And I think it's evolved with understanding my ideal client better. So like I said, when I was first posting, I kind of just had, I knew I was targeting gut health and bloating. And that's really all I was posting about. I wasn't, I was kind of just posting more information. I wasn't actually digging down to the pains that this person has and how they want to live bloat free and what that can look like for them. So really, as I've gone on, I've shifted from posting more information to actually posting more of like, this is what your life can look like and encouraging people that they don't have to settle for dealing with digestive issues. So really, it's going back, looking at my inside scene, what's performed the best over the past week and month, and then recreating those things because I kind of got into the habit of creating from scratch, like I was kind of doing initially and just continuing to try different things, which requires a lot of creativity and energy and time. And so now I've kind of gotten more into this groove where I can reuse some of my content, you know, like altering it, but not everything is 
fresh. It's not all new ideas. It's a lot of taking the same messages and trying to send those things in a different way. So looking at those insights is really helpful. And then getting feedback in the group of like, what, what ways am I not thinking about this? Because a lot of times it just takes one person to look at something, give me their insight. And I'm like, oh, I hadn't even thought about that because I was getting caught up in whatever the way I was seeing it. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing about your process. I think so often we get caught up in needing to create something that's new and exciting and original when really recreating content works. If you're following what you know your your clients are are showing you just by your insights, they're showing you what's what works. And so recreating is definitely a good way to go and it, it makes it easier. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So what's been your biggest struggle about converting clients from Instagram and getting them to become your clients? Yeah. So I think initially my biggest struggle was whenever I was recreating stuff, I was in looking back at, you know, my well-performing content, I was focusing a little bit too much on kind of like the styles, like the style, like if the post was a meme or if it was a side-by-side and realized I wasn't focusing on the message that I was actually sending in that of, you know, maybe it's about your clothes being able to fit better versus being confused about what food to eat. So once I was able to shift towards actually focusing on that message, I saw more engagement and more discovery calls and website clicks. But then also within my sales calls, it was kind of a recent revelation that I had from one of our group calls that my sales conversation was focused way too much on um, me talking about my program and like what my program is instead of the outcomes I have to offer that person. Because ultimately, I mean, people care how you do what you do, but they care more what's on the other side of it and where they can be in three months from now. So I think that like looking back now, I'm like, oh, I wish I could go back and like redo some of those sales. Not that they're bad. I think I still connected with that client. I still had the opportunity to understand and learn from them, but I wasn't presenting them with where they can be and focusing more on that. Yeah. I love that reflection of discovering that, you know, your sales call could be stronger. And so once you even get them on the phone, you attract them from your content, get them on the phone, and then to convert that to a sales, it is very important to kind of reflect on our discovery calls and think, how could it be better? And so I love that you've been able to do that and realize that, you know, focusing on the outcome is really important in in order to convert that sale. And so you've been getting sales now from Instagram. So tell us a little bit more about your offer. My offer is a three-month package, and I started with a package, which is not as common. Most people kind of start with like single sessions, but since I had shadowed other dietitians that were working in the area that I wanted to be, and then I was also using some testing, I just knew that to implement the protocols that I wanted to, I just had to have this longer-term 
relationship with my clients or commitment from my clients. So I have a three-month package. It includes stool testing because that's part of my philosophy is actually understanding what's going on and not wasting any more time guessing about what to do and what to eat. So that's really the main things is um, three-month package meeting about every other week and uh, GI map test. And I get pulled in a lot of directions because there's so many different things that influence the gut and so many things that I want to add to my package. But trying to just focus on like what are the bare bones, it's minimum viable product that I can offer has been really helpful. Yeah. And with respect to creating this offer, what's been the biggest challenge or what was maybe easier than expected? Since I started with a three-month package, it was kind of easier. I didn't have to go through that process of like single sessions to a bundle to a package. So I think I did have that advantage of seeing other people do it and just knowing that that was where I needed to start. So that's been really helpful. But I think the challenge of that is that as dietitians, we want to over deliver typically. And I tend to kind of focus on all these bells and whistles that really aren't, they're not like the meat of what this person needs. And so kind of, like I said earlier, like there's so many things I want to add and do and talk about and provide this person. But I really have to like reel myself back in and say, these are the main things that we're focusing on. And then as I progress as a practitioner and have more clients and see that people consistently need a certain thing, then I add that into my practice. And and so that's just kind of like the natural evolution of it. Yeah. And I love that you're able to reflect on that and, and grow from what you've learned from maybe what you previously offered or from previous clients and continue to evolve. And so now that you've been making sales with this package, can you talk a little bit about how much money you've made and maybe what your sales goals were when you first started versus where you're headed? Yeah. So since starting, well, including my first client that I had that wasn't from Instagram and then starting in April, I've made almost $8,000. And so that's been pretty exciting. I got like a little notification. It was like, oh, you've made over five grand now. Um, So that was like a little mini celebration that I had. But my goal, since my packages are bigger, I don't have to make as many sales a month, which is nice. But that also means like my offer does maybe come with, you know, a harder financial conversation with people. But like I said, improving my sales has really helped with that. So now my goal is two sales a month and increasing my prices is kind of my next step before I actually increase how many clients I'm getting. And then, like I said, since I'm working towards transitioning to full-time in the spring, next spring, I'm trying to like systematically increase my price and then increase the number of people I have until I'm at that place where at that time I can transition to full-time without too much concern. So can you tell us what is that long-term goal? What does that look like for you? So my long-term goal is really in the next two years to be at that six-figure mark. But again, I'm kind of working from more of like my medium term because I know in the spring, I want to be transitioning into full-time private practice. So at that point, my goal is to be making 6000 a month to confidently make that transition. 
Yeah, I love that. And so when you were talking about raising your prices, you mentioned how that's kind of your next barrier to overcome. What would you say to somebody who is nervous about raising their prices and maybe feels like that's not the next step that they're ready to take? I would say raising your price is probably never going to feel like it's the easiest, like an easy step to take. So I think, and I think I've heard this from other practitioners who are way, have been in the field for a long time, even they are scared of raising their prices. But oftentimes we're holding ourselves back from making that money. And it's kind of like with uh, talking on stories and stuff. It's like our own fears and our own voice in our head that's holding us back from doing that. And it is scary, especially like for me, like I said, I only try and get about two sales a month. And if I don't get one sale, that means I'm at half of my goal. So it is kind of intimidating to make that change. But if you kind of look at it as you probably are undercharging and it's never going to feel like the easiest step to take, then it's kind of one of those things, just like posting on your story. You kind of just have to do it and trust that it will be reflected in whether you get sales or not. Yeah, I love that. And so going off of that, what advice would you give to somebody who's just starting out in private practice right off the bat? So I think the best advice for someone who's new is find someone that you can help and just help them. And another mentor said a quote to me that was, if you act upon the world, it will respond which I think kind of means that exactly. And I think a lot of people say it of like, just do it. But I think if you kind of step back and just say like, find someone that you can help, it's a really kind of simple place to start. And then just do it. I mean, honestly, you know more than that person. You have something to offer. And I had to do it with myself a lot of just a lot of like self pep talks and just reassuring myself, like, I do know what I'm talking about. I have resources if I need help and I can do it. You just have to start. And the more you put it off, the longer it's going to take. So. Yeah, I love that. That's really great advice. And so tell us what is next for your business? So like I said, I'm working towards meeting my well, raising my prices is kind of my next step. And then either continuing to raise my prices or increase my sales so I can just transition into full time. And also I do want to switch from offering packages to a group program just because I think with bloating and digestive issues, there's a lot of camaraderie in having people to support you that know what you're going through and that can make the changes with you along the way. So hopefully we'll be implementing that in the next couple months. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear how all of that goes. So why don't you tell us, Rachel, where the listeners can find you? Yeah. So they can find me on Instagram at bloat.free.nutritionist. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. All right. Thank you. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. 
Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.